This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we're going to discuss the recent RBC survey that shows the impact inflation continues to have on the lives of Canadians, how it has them feeling unsettled about their day-to-day spending and saving options, and their future financial security. And so much so that many now believe financial uncertainty has become the new normal. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. And over the next hour, we're going to discuss the survey findings in detail and what they are telling us. And we'll share advice on how having a financial plan can help you stay on track or get you back on track, no matter what the life or current economy throws at you. So joining me to discuss the RBC survey in detail is Craig Bannon. He's the Director of Regional Financial Planning Support with RBC. Craig, welcome to the show and thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Nancy. My pleasure to be here. So before we jump into the survey findings, wondering if you can share with our listeners a little bit about your background and and what you're doing at RBC. Sure, yeah, thank you very much. Um, So I've been with RBC for 30 years now, and um, most of that time has been in and around the the financial planning part of our business. I've been a certified financial planner for about going on 26 years now, and also a trusted estate practitioner with the Society of Trusted Estate Practitioners Canada. And um, currently, I'm the Director of Regional Financial Planning Support. So I have a team across Canada that supports our almost 3,000 financial planners and, and helping them help their clients. That's great. So you're well-versed in the things that we're going to talk about today. So that's great. Our listeners will be able to, to get some great advice from you with regards to how they should be approaching this sort of new normal that we find ourselves in. And I do want to get into the detailed findings of the survey, but maybe before we do that, if I can just ask, what are your thoughts to the overall response or reaction that the majority of Canadians do now believe that their financial uncertainty is the new normal? If we look nationally, 59% of Canadians are feeling this way. And that percentage is even higher here in Atlantic Canada with 69% feeling this way. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's a complete surprise. Obviously things have been, you know, coming on over the last number of years now. And, um, but just to kind of see the way Canadians are responding and expressing how they're feeling right now, is really helpful to be able to then help them with, with future planning. So yeah, with six in 10, uh, you know, nationally and, and seven out of 10, um, in, in Atlantic Canada, uh, feeling like they have quite a, a lot of financial certainty, and we'll get into the underlying reasons for that. Um, it just goes to show how important it is that people, you know, take the time to spend on helping themselves with their with their finances as much as you do perhaps on you know your healthcare or other things that you might have going on you know in your in your life right um you know we'll get into the levels of stress that people are experiencing and things like that and a lot of these things go go hand in hand right so if you're worried about money that can also have you know impact on on health no, absolutely. And we talk about that all the time, right? That the financial stress can have um, a snowball effect. It can start impacting, you know, mental health, physical health, your relationship health, your job performance. Like there's all kinds of things that come with that. And to your point, almost half of Canadians at 48% of full participants report that they have never been more stressed out about money. And here in Atlantic Canada, the majority feel this way as well at 53%. So how can 
concerning is this and the level of stress that Canadians are feeling due to their finances? Yeah, it's, it's quite concerning. Um, you know, that number has definitely crept up over the last number of years. And I think, you know, the, the more people can be a bit more proactive around kind of taking care of their finances and really understanding. Uh, it's not fun. It's not always fun to understand, you know, exactly what's going on with your finances, even even if nothing has changed, you know, in your life, except for perhaps inflation, you know, but especially if someone's gone through a job change or a job loss, uh, you know, for a member of the family, uh, that can present, you know, significant changes, um, obviously, for somebody's financial, you know, cash flow on a monthly basis. And so, you know, the, the sooner you can get ahead of that and understand what your current situation is and what your future looks like by meeting with an advisor and kind of going through some projections, um, most people find they feel better at least knowing what the current situation is and even if they can't do make a lot of changes to that today in their current situation they can um, understand that in the future if things can improve in in the next little while then they might be able to make some changes a bit down the line that can help them in the longer term no absolutely we, we talk about that all the time as well right like even when it comes to debt i always tell people making a call and having a conversation to know your options in itself reduces your stress same thing when if you're wondering you know what your future financial plan looks like what your retirement is now going to look like having those conversations and knowing you know there's steps you can take or or you know maybe the picture looks different than what you have in your head even like having the conversation is a great first step at sort of relieving some of that stress but we do know that there is an affordability crisis taking place right now, right? The rising cost of living due to inflation and higher interest rates are all taking a toll on people's finances and their financial well-being. And that's coast to coast, right? We're hearing it in Newfoundland all the way uh, over to, to Vancouver. So the RBC survey shows the harsh financial realities called out by poll respondents. So let's talk more about those now. So focusing first on personal finances in general, three quarters at seven. 77% of Canadians say that they would like to save more but can't because of rising cost of living. And here in Atlantic Canada, that percentage is even higher with 8 in 10 of Atlantic Canadians feeling this way. Many are worried if higher costs or inflation continue in the next year. Two-thirds say they won't have enough to cover an unexpected expense at 67% or cover current expenses at 62%. And among Atlantic Canadians, those percentages are even even higher, where three quarters at 73% are worried about unexpected expenses and two thirds are worried about being able to manage current expenses. Many are also worried about taking on debt to make ends meet, 59% nationally and 67% in Atlantic Canada. These percentages are certainly signals um, just how tight I think household budgets are right now. So how alarming is this to you? Yeah, with, with basically eight and 10, right? It's very alarming. I I think the the silver lining um, in the beginning of that uh, of what you just described there is that you know people would like to save more but can't because of rising costs. So what that means to me is they've identified goals that they'd like to save for, whether that's a short-term goal like you know saving for down payment for a home, whether it's a long-term goal like retirement, 
uh, they've identified a goal that they'd like to save for, but can't right now because that's the first step. Until you know what you're saving for or what you're, you know, how you're arranging your finances to be able to uh, set yourself up in the future, um, you need to know that so that you can then look at your current situation and then make adjustments if, if possible now or in the future. So I think that is a bit of a silver lining that people know what they'd like to save for. But the fact that we can't, um, eight, 8 in 10 don't feel they can right now, uh, it, it's quite alarming. And that's why I think if we look at future um, projections and planning and meeting with an advisor to be able to say, okay, this is probably something I can't do on my own to say, well, what if in a year from now or two years from now, everything comes to fruition that, that the folks in in the Bank of Canada, et cetera, are trying to plan for, which is to bring inflation back into a normal range. What if I, my situation does improve slightly in a year or two? What if I was able to save a certain amount at that point? How would that help me towards that short-term, medium-term, long-term goal? So I think that peace of mind of knowing the situation and knowing what it could look like if we're able to make changes perhaps in the, in the near future uh, would be very beneficial for most people. But yes, currently right now, um, you know, I'm glad people are able to make ends meet. And, you know, unfortunately, we're all spending more on groceries and gas and all of those types of things. Um, and then at some point in time, I'm hopeful, whether it's through wage inflation or through uh, decrease in, in some prices, uh, that people will be able to free up some of that saving money, that, the money they'd like to save, you know, um, in the future, maybe in a year or two. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the most alarming things for me, like to, not to mention, you know, what you said about eight and 10 Atlantic Canadians feeling they can't save right now. But I think more alarming for me as well is that, you know, 67% of Atlantic Canadians feel they will need to take on additional debt just to make ends meet. And that's never the right, um, or rarely, I should say, ne never say never, rarely the right solution yeah. for people, right, is to add to their debt load yeah. in order to make ends meet. It's much better sort of have someone look at your full picture, like you said, and see, okay, where can we make some changes, right? Maybe it's we need to do something about your current debt load in order to free up cash flow so that you can actually afford the gas and the groceries and all the things, right, that you need. Because maybe it's your the interest payments on your debt that are taking up a, a amount of your cash flow and so on. So I think it's looking at the full picture and getting the right advice on what you can do before taking drastic measures like taking on additional debt to put food on, on your table. And we're seeing financial flexibility disappearing for many across the country as well. What is alarming is the number of Canadians who do not have an emergency fund. And I remember talking, you know, about the silver lining in the pandemic is that it really got people to see the importance of having an emergency fund. And so I want to talk a little bit more about this because according to the survey, 38% of Canadians don't have an emergency fund and that number is 45% in Atlantic Canada. Yeah, that that is a bit uh, a bit alarming as well. Um, you know, when it comes to, and I'm not sure the you know emergency fund always makes sense to folks. Is you know what does that actually mean? Some people call it you know a cash reserve, or it's just basically that concept of having some ability to access some funds, you know, on a short-term basis if something were to happen, whether it's a job interruption or loss or disability or any other reason why perhaps either expenses might go up or incomes might go down, and um, 
So it is something that we absolutely do recommend most clients try to work towards is building up a bit of a, an emergency fund or, or a cash reserve um, in some short-term kind of liquid flexible, either you know high interest savings account or some short-term investments and things like that. Um, just to be able to have that peace of mind again and that comfort that if something does happen, they'll be able to cover their expenses. And sometimes it's not always all of the expenses you might imagine, right? Because if your income does change, it depends on the reason. So maybe there's some backstop there, whether it's through some disability insurance, whether it's through some employment insurance or something like that. And maybe some costs would be able to go down. So it's a, it's a, it's a really good idea to look at that in detail. Just think about, you know, what would my expenses be or what would our expenses be as a family if, um, if perhaps we had a job interruption or, or you know, something along those lines. And, um, and really be able to say, okay, do I have that set aside? And if I don't, that's okay. Let's just work towards that, right? How can I start to accumulate a little bit? Is there something that I'm doing right now that's going to, you know, end in the in near term, and I can then reallocate some of that money? One of my one of my favorite things always to talk to clients about was, for example, if they were um, progressing through their career and perhaps getting, you know, not necessarily approaching retirement, getting closer, and perhaps they were at a position where, you know, they'd been in their home for a number of years and their mortgage was was you know balance was going down. Maybe you're about to pay, pay off their mortgage you know, after, you know, having been in their home for 25 years was to really help people understand the benefit of taking that, what you were paying on your mortgage and putting that into a savings vehicle so that you were, you know, if you look at, look at how much you would be able to accumulate over, you know, a, a year, even two years, um, the amounts were, were staggering for people. So just realizing how much they were paying towards that debt, but let's not just spend that money unless that's what you end up deciding to do. Let's think about, you know, ways we could be allocating that money towards other goals. Yeah, what, what's the best way to utilize it? I think that's some really great advice, Craig. And as people might be hearing as we're talking through the survey results, percentages on most of the stuff are higher in Atlantic Canada compared to the rest of the country. So when we come back, I'm going to ask Craig to shed some light on why this may be. Please stay with us. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. A recent RBC survey suggests that financial uncertainty has become the new normal for many Canadians, including many here at home in Newfoundland and Labrador. And we're talking with Craig Bannon today. He's the Director of Regional Financial Planning Support at RBC, and he's been breaking down the poll results for us. And as I mentioned in the end of the last segment there, you're probably noticing that many of the percentages we're talking about are higher here in Atlantic Canada compared to the rest of the country. So, Craig, why do you think that is? Yeah, there's probably a number of reasons for that. Um, you know, a lot of folks in, in Atlantic Canada are, are long established in, in, you know, in their careers and they perhaps have been with the same employer for a long time and their income might be fairly stable so that when in, in inflation creeps in and costs go up that we can't avoid, like buying basic you know, necessities and you know, groceries for our, our household and you know, gas and utilities and things like that um you know those 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 in those price increases you know, may have for some folks a higher uh, impact on their kind of take-home pay if you will right on their regular uh, monthly budget um you know i think it's uh, it's fairly well known that uh, income taxes personal income taxes are slightly higher in, in most atlantic canadian provinces than some other parts of the country so that may be also something that's um leaving people with slightly less less take-home pay to be able to use on these increased costs 
Um, I, I know there's been a lot of work to try to make sure that when costs are increasing, it's reasonable and people are making, you know, industries are making sure that, uh, you know, they're, they're being reasonable with, with those, passing along those increases to, to consumers like us. But, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, it is, it's definitely a harsh reality of uh, having, living on a, a, a stable income and then seeing your, your monthly expenses increase. And, and if we look back historically, you know, the good news is that these things tend to go in cycles and they tend to ebb and flow. And we've all heard, you know, the Bank of Canada talk um, often over the last number of months around trying to get inflation back under control into their target range of one to three percent. And if they're able to do that, then that will definitely bring some relief, I think, to all of us in Atlantic Canada. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, and everyone would, would be welcoming that for sure, right? Because as we've been talking about it, I mean, it's got to be over a year now where we've been talking about these inflationary pressures and, and seeing rising interest rates. And, you know, the RBC poll also looked at the top financial concerns of Canadians. So according to the poll, the vast majority of Canadians continue to worry about inflation and the rising cost of living. So 87% nationally and 91% of people. I've never seen a statistic that large. 91% of Atlantic Canadians continue to worry about inflation and the rising cost of living. And I guess rightfully so, because according to the latest statistics from StatsCan, we saw inflation rise in July and August, and we continue to pay for more, pay more, sorry, for pretty much everything. And many are also worried about further interest rate increases. So 69% nationally and 76% here in Atlantic Canada. And we know that Governor Tiff Macklem has been clear, right? The Bank of Canada governor. It could raise borrowing costs again if inflationary pressures persist. So the next rate announcement is scheduled for later this month on October 25th. And as they deal with inflation and rising interest rates, Canadians are also concerned about their ability to save for the future at 72% nationally and 75% in Atlantic Canada. They're worried about falling further behind financially this year. So 64% nationally, 72% in Atlantic Canada, and relying further on their savings to cover everyday expenses. That number is 63% nationally and 67% in Atlantic Canada. And the struggle so many are facing when it comes to saving for their future and the need to rely on savings to cover everyday expenses has many worried about the retirement plans. So after all, when you're struggling to get by today, it's really hard to think about uh, tomorrow, right? And to really be looking at, at the future and your ability to save for that. So Craig, tell us what the survey is showing us about the impact inflation is having on retirement plans of Canadians and, and how concerning are these numbers? Yeah, so there's two uh, ways to look at that. I guess it's uh, partly for folks, or, you know, for Atlantic Canadians, all Canadians, Newfoundland and Labradorians that are already retired. Um, about one in five or one in four in Atlantic Canada are thinking that if inflation continues throughout 2024, they might need to come out of retirement or perhaps, you know, maybe take on some part-time work to help cover costs. That's for folks that are already retired. For folks that are, are not yet retired, you know, about four out of 10 are concerned that if inflation continues into 2024, that it'll take longer, you know, for them to retire. Because if costs are going to be higher throughout their retirement, then they'll need to perhaps save more um, to be able to you know, have the retirement they're looking for. So I think um, you know, one thing that we're starting to see and hear from clients is the concept of really as you're approaching that retirement age and you're looking at your goals and what you should be doing when you're doing you know, some, some financial planning, how do they want to spend their time in, in retirement? And you know, when would they like to retire? 
And then how much do they feel they'll need, you know, to spend on a monthly or, or yearly basis, whether that's on regular, you know, living expenses or kind of more lifestyle costs like travel and things like that. And what a lot of people are starting to think about is, you know, maybe I'm, I was doing this my career and I was fine, but maybe I'm interested in something else. And maybe there's some part-time work in that field that I'm interested in that can maybe help me bridge either kind of fully retire and then take on something part-time or pair back a few hours, maybe go down to halftime for a, a, a period of time as you enter retirement rather than, you know, fully, fully retire. Because some people do that, do find that challenging. You're working, you know, for 30 years one day and then the next day you're, you're not working and your life changes very drastically, very quickly if you haven't thought about how you plan to spend your time. So I think that that concept of, you know, whether it's coming out of retirement or maybe retirement will take longer, that idea of perhaps picking up, you know, some part-time work um, is, is resonating with a lot of people. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, you're right. Once upon a time, people wanted something to do in retirement, right, to occupy their time. But I think what we're seeing now is a shift to people needing to continue to work and find at least some part-time work to supplement their retirement income. So very different approach, right? It's one thing to do it because you want, you enjoy it, right? Or it, it was a hobby that you're now turning into part-time employment in, in your retirement as, as something to occupy your time versus, you know, wanting to retire and enjoy your retirement, but having to find that additional source of income. So, uh, you know, not, not a place I think that many retirees w would want uh, to see themselves. But I think there's also some worry um, about us going into uh, a recession. So we don't have a lot of time before the break, Craig, but just real quick, um, maybe tell us a little bit about what a recession would look like and, and what people are, are concerned about there. Yeah, I think because many people have experienced the 2008-2009 recession, um, it's giving them a bit more sense of, okay, what could this, how could this impact me? So, you know, uh, seven in 10 or three quarters of Atlantic Canadians are uh, are concerned that uh, the recession now might be tougher than the one, you know, 15 years ago. So, um, and the impact on them would potentially, with, with potentially with job loss, uh, maybe if there is a recession, it might mean, you know, fewer raises, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, and, and with the, if inflation stays high, then that, that would be very concerning. But we've seen a lot of volatility in inflation. We're hoping it's going to trend downwards. Um, so we hope, again, with some, some future planning and some projections, maybe having a bit of an emergency fund or cash reserve, um, hopefully people will be able to find the peace of mind that if we do enter a recession, it may not be as, as bad on their situation with some forward-looking planning. Yeah, and it's all about getting the right advice. Well, you know, we've thrown a lot of stats at our listeners in the first two segments. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some advice and if you're feeling the same way as you've been hearing many others in Atlantic Canada are what could you and should you be doing please stay with us every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin the cabin party with Brian O'Connell Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM welcome back you're listening to your money here in VOCM I'm your host Nancy Snedd and licensed and solvent trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador my guest today is Craig Bannon he's the director of regional financial planning support for RBC and we've been discussing a new RBC survey that suggests financial uncertainty has become the new normal for many Canadians as inflation eats into their savings and hampers their financial security. Craig, I'd like us to focus now to some advice for our listeners. We know, and the RBC survey shows, of course, that there are people out there struggling to keep up. So for them, how important is a financial plan and how can a plan help you stay on track or get back on track amid so much economic uncertainty right now? 
Yeah, I think having a plan is is crucial. Um, what the main thing people tell us that it provides for them is peace of mind that they know what things are going to look like in the future. Every time you see a poll that uh, asks Canadians how they feel they're prepared for retirement, the majority of them don't know. It's not that they maybe even that they don't feel they're underprepared. It's just they just don't know where they stand. So really coming in, meeting with an advisor, and getting a, a projection around based on my current situation and how I'm you know how I'm able to progress towards my my goals is including retirement what does what do things look like now and then what are some options that I could do if and when I'm able to to save or pay down some debts what is that going to do to my, my future situation so really you know reviewing that current situation of where things are at today really sitting down and thinking about what are my goals and and I'm not talking about money here right so you know what do I want to do in life right what are my goals what are the, the kind of things I have to look forward to and to try in the future short term medium term long term right and then how is my current situation helping me be able to achieve those goals and uh, being able to adapt that that's something once you put it into place that you can monitor you can review you can see what's you know see what uh, see what things are looking like now and then you can adjust and and put in some different strategies to say okay well, i'm not quite where i want to be for that future goal let me see if what it would happen if i was able to save another 25 50 100 a month towards that goal and so very very important both for peace of mind and to reduce stress and also to understand um you know whether you're a lot of people will say wow i'm actually able to achieve what i wanted to achieve right it's sometimes um they don't feel like they can but you don't know until until you uh, you do the work and with when it comes to finances and you know projecting you know over potentially a you know 95 year lifespan you know that's something that if you're 45 or 50 is hard to do on a calculator right no absolutely and and to your point sometimes people uh feel that it's going to be unachievable just because of where they find their their selves today right and sometimes it's it's hearing oh rising cost of living right interest rates people are struggling like that that message is in so many different um, you know media stories and it's it's true right there are a lot of people struggling the poll shows that but sometimes that just clouds your vision or your ability to reframe what your actual situation is and just having that conversation to have someone look at it objectively right and have that conversation with you about your own personal situation can make a huge difference to your ability to realize upon the goals, um, whether that's when you wanted them or maybe a little before or a little after, right? But at least it puts it in perspective for you and you have a plan of, of how to get there. So I think one of the most important things when you're looking at your finances, um, Craig, is the budget, right? Especially during tough times. And I think during tough times like these, it's more important to revisit your budget even more regularly than you may have in the past. So when it comes to their budget, what should listeners be focused on? Yeah. So the the biggest thing is really just understanding, you know, what's coming in and what's going out. It sounds like it's over oversimplifying. It's a lot of work, I know, whenever I update my own. Um, and we hear from clients that it's not always the most fun experience, but uh, we do op- most people tell us they're glad they did it when they do go through and take the time. So looking at your income, looking at how much is, you know, landing in your bank account, if it's a regular a regular pay, and then th- looking at what is going out on a regular basis. What am I committing? What are my committed expenses, my fixed expenses that are going to, you know, I know have to go out? And then what are other areas of my life that I like to spend money on? Some people prefer to talk about the budgeting exercise 
uh, and frame it as more of a spending plan, right? So where do I want to spend money and how much money do I want to spend in that category, whether it's entertainment or, or dining out or whatever it might be. And that feels better, right? If I'm, okay, I'm, I haven't spent my $300 a month yet on that category, rather than every time that you're you know, putting something on your credit card or your debit card or paying cash or something, you feel like you've spent some of your money. So uh, there's definitely ways to approach it that can that can really work. But then these days, um, it's very accessible, right? So whether you're using you know, a mobile banking app, uh, you can schedule you know regular bill payments. You can schedule rather regular transfers to savings accounts. Um, you know, definitely digitally connecting with your finances if, if that's something people are are able to do, whether that's on a, a computer or on a or on a phone or an iPad, um, and just kind of having a bit of a check in every once in a while and saying, okay, how am I doing? Am I on track? Or what are I think I want to be. Um, we've got a number of digital tools at RBC that folks can use to help you know, plan their finances. And we've got another, um, within our mobile banking platform, um, another you know, suite of Nomi capabilities that use predictive technology, right? That can take the effort out of helping you save. So when you once you've been going for a while and you know what your regular expenses are, you can say, okay, yeah, maybe if there's some, some extra money for that week, it can slide over into my, my find and save account. And that'll start to, you know, be a little bit less, less painful way to you know, have some savings accumulating that you didn't even realize you were able to do. Yeah, I think it's it's to your point. It's taking a look, a hard look at your what's you know what you've got coming in and and what you've got going out, but revisiting it regularly because the cost of things is changing regularly, right? The cost of gas changes, the cost of groceries is is changing fairly regularly now, and interest rates, right, are, are causing your debt payments to change fairly regularly now. Right? If you have variable uh, rate interest debt, so it's super important that you're regular looking at your budget and not just setting it and forgetting it, but actually seeing, are you staying within your budget? Are there things that you need to adjust for those types of things? And Craig, we also know that when people fall on tough financial times, investing in their savings and their financial future really seems to be the first place that they trim. And I think the survey is reflected of this. So three quarters at 77% of Canadians say they would like to save more, but can't because of rising costs. And that's eight in 10 in Atlantic Canada. And three for worry about their ability to save for the future. That's 72% nationally and 75% in Atlantic Canada. So for listeners who relate to these concerns, what is your advice? So how should they be looking at this and what can they be doing when they've looked at their budget and they feel like, I just don't see where I can save here? Yeah, I think it really partly comes down to the stage, uh, you know, someone's at in, in their life. Are they embarking on their career and they're trying to save for a home? Are they established in their career and they're approaching retirement? A lot of it will come down to what is the, individ- the individual's own situation. But in general, um, having a projection and understanding your current situation and what the future looks like based on current projections will help you be able to say, okay, I see that I can't do this now because my expenses have increased at a level I wasn't expecting. But if things do improve in the future, either because I'm able to increase my income or my expenses are able to go back down a little bit in the future, what would happen if I was able to put a bit of money aside then? Would it get me to where I want to go? So I think really developing a plan, a retirement projection, or a financial plan um, is critical for that peace of mind and understanding because some people may feel like they can't save right now, but if they actually go and look at their what they've already done, 
done in working towards their goals, they might be better off than they think. Uh, if the, the, but they, most people tell us when you know in these types of surveys that they just don't know where they stand because they haven't been able to take the time to sit down with an advisor and actually go through and establish some of those projections and see how things are, are adding up. Um, you know, one of the one of the ways we try to help you know Canadians with that at RBC, we have a, a digital advice platform called My Advisor, which oh, almost four million Canadians are, are now using to develop a personalized plan and to be able to adjust those plans in real time. So it combines being able to meet with an advisor, whether it's in person or by phone or video, with the online version being able to say, okay, here's my current situation, here's what my future looks like, and it's updated on a, on a daily basis. So that's when really people are finding helpful to say, okay, I know where I stand, because a lot of the stress and the anxiety around money is, is when we don't know when we stand, right? where we stand. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, advice is so much more accessible for people now, right? Like I know when you've just talked about, you know, you can meet people in person, by phone, by video. We have the same here, right? So you don't need to lose that sort of uh, local presence and local advice. We can meet you where you're at. So if you want to come into the office, if you um, want to have a phone call, you want to have a video call, whatever is going to be convenient for you, you, we want to make the advice, as I'm sure you do at RBC, Craig, as accessible for people uh, as we possibly possibly can. Well, we know that many are worried about their savings, they're worried about their future financial well-being as we discussed, but they're also worried about the looming recession as we talked about briefly in the last segment. Are there even tougher times ahead? And if so, what can you be doing now to prepare? Well, Craig has some advice for you on that. Please stay with us. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Craig Bannon. He's the director of regional financial planning support with RBC. And we've been talking about the recent RBC poll that shows the majority of Canadians, including the vast majority here in Atlantic Canada, believe that financial uncertainty is now the new normal. But Craig, as you shared with us in the last segment, the right planning um, doesn't, it means that it doesn't have to be, right? And that is good news amid so much uncertainty right now. So as we also discussed, many people are worried about a looming recession. And that Reddit R word continues to make headlines, it seems, with every survey and every statistic being released recently. And I'm not downplaying the concern. It's something that we do need to be concerned about. But two-thirds of Canadians are uh, 63% nationally, 68% uh, in Atlantic Canada concerned about it. And the RBC survey shows that 7 in 10 are concerned about how a recession will further impact their financial well-being. So, Craig, what advice do you have for these listeners? What can they be doing now that will allow them to prepare for a possible recession? And what should they be doing to safeguard their financial well-being? Yeah, thanks, Nancy. It is concerning, and and it's we need to make sure that we're having these conversations ahead of time. So some of the things we've already talked about. So if someone does have the ability to establish a bit of a, a cash reserve, an emergency fund, put a little bit of money aside for for that rainy day that, that may occur, whether it's just expenses change and during a recession or an income is perhaps interrupted, right? So so that's that's important. 
The other thing to think about if someone is concerned about potentially a future recession is to perhaps not take on major expenses at this time. Think about if there's something you're about to spend a lot of money on, there's something you need to do right now, right? So I'm going to go buy that, that new vehicle. Uh, is that something that perhaps could wait? Uh, or do I potentially, would it make me more comfortable if I spend a certain amount, you know, less than I was potentially planning on spending if I wasn't concerned about a recession around the corner? Um, some of the other things that people find give them a bit of peace of mind if something you know, should be coming up around a recession would be to have a real handle on their expenses, right? So you know, having things set up, okay, so I'm, I'm managing things effectively. I've got my bills pre-authorized, right? I've got my payments pre-authorized. I know I'm on track for what I'm doing today so that if something does change in the future, it's not perhaps as drastic. Um, and then, you know, not necessarily recession-related, but folks do tend to have a bit of also additional peace of mind if there is any other reason for job interruption, perhaps, you know, disability. Have I looked at, you know, if one of my concerns is I have some, some debt, whether that's on a, on a home or otherwise, um, is there a way that I could put some protection around that so that if something did happen, uh, that income was reduced, I have some, maybe some disability protection on those types of things. Just anything that can uh, add a little bit of peace of mind to how your situation would change, um, whether it's a recession or job loss or disability or, you know, anything along those lines. Um, and I think just being more prepared, just having the conversation. And I think sometimes, uh, I know I find this myself and from talking to clients, they feel a lot better after having conversations with, with advisors, but they were perhaps dreading that conversation, right? Maybe they were feeling like, oh, it's going to make, it's going to show that I may be worse off than I thought. In most cases, that's not the case. Um, so I think we just need to go ahead and, uh, we can talk more about that, but just you know, go ahead and, and make an appointment, talk to someone, and just start to get a handle on what the current situation is so you can really feel like, okay, if things change, I know what the impact would be for me. And, and knowing is half the battle, right? So you can, you can form a story in your head sometimes that may or may not be the reality of your situation. So, you know, really sitting down and, and figuring that out is half the battle and, and will relieve stress in itself, right? Like I said, we, we get that all the time with people who come in to talk to us about a plan around their debt, right? And just having the conversation, you see their shoulders drop. You can physically see that they're, the stress is being lifted just knowing that there's options out there, right? And that they are actually now going to be able to get some relief and, and see some relief in their cash flow in being able to do a proposal. So, you know, we, we have people who come in and they're paying interest payments and, you know, it's a thousand dollars plus a month that they're paying for, as an example, right? In, in just interest, not getting any relief on their debt. And we go through their situation, we come up with a plan and in many cases, their proposal is, you know, can be as low as, 200 a month or 400 a month so already they've freed up you know 800 600 dollars in in cash flow by making a plan but it's all about having that conversation and that's not going to look the same for everyone nor does everyone's financial plan look the same because it is it's based on everyone's individual situation but having the conversation shows you what the opportunities are right and according to financial planning canada's annual financial stress survey money is the number one source of stress for canadians we been talking about that rbc survey showed the same thing most surveys that we've seen this year show show the same thing but this survey also shows is that those who have a financial plan and work with a financial planner feel more on track with their financial goals and retirement plans that they have improved ability to save 
task. They're more confident that they can deal with financial challenges in life. They're better able to indulge in their discretionary spending goals. They're on track with financial affairs and able to save more. So despite the advantages, though, of working with a financial planner, only about one-third at 36% of Canadians work with some sort of financial professional. And even fewer, in fact, only 5% work with a financial planner specifically. So, Craig, why do you feel this is? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think if we think about, you know, working with any professional, whether it's, you know, making an appointment with your doctor, maybe your taxes get a bit more complex and you need to find an accountant. And, you know, um, it's sometimes just making that first, taking that first step is, is hard, right? You're, you're to, to approach someone where you feel like maybe you're not sure what information they're going to need. You don't know, you not don't know how to have that conversation. So certainly, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that over time, people will become more comfortable understanding that, you know, no, just like I need a, a health checkup on a regular basis, I need a financial checkup on a regular basis. Right? Um, so there's certainly, um, we do see that when um, clients do work with a financial planner, and from that same survey that you referenced, for example, those that don't work with a financial planner, about 40% of them say that money is their top source of stress. But for clients that do work with a financial planner, that's only 15% say that money is their biggest source of stress. So significantly less. So just having that conversation, once you can get into it, um, really reduces. You know, they talk about um, 44% without a financial planner have lost sleep because of financial worries. You know, only a quarter, 26%, right, if they're working with a financial planner. So I think there's just a lot of benefit to be gained by meeting with an advisor and going through your situation. And if your situation is quite complex, then you can meet with a financial planner and go through an even more in-depth review and determine some some strategies that might work, you know, might work well for you. Um, so we, I mentioned earlier that at RBC, we have my advisor, which is available to, to all clients to be able to see a projection of your future, whether it's a short-term goal you're saving for or a long-term goal. And for clients that have more complex needs, we uh, in, in April, we, we announced that we're launching a new RBC financial plan powered by Conquest Planning to bring the next generation of industry-leading financial planning to Canadians and our clients. So I'm um, looking forward to being able to help all Canadians with whatever their needs are at the current time and ongoing into the future. No, that's great. And I think that's a really great point because sometimes people think I don't have enough money to talk to talk to a financial planner, but that's not the case, right? It's not about your level of income or the amount of money that you have available to invest. It's about getting the right advice for your personal situation. So Craig, we have some time now for some final thoughts. So if you could leave a final thought with our listeners today, what would it be? I think it's really about, you know, what are the benefits of going ahead and getting involved in, in your future and getting involved in planning for your future and financial planning. So it really comes down to taking the time to review your current situation, gather up some information. You know, most people likely haven't gone onto the Service Canada website where you can go on very quickly and can use your online banking information to sign into it and find out what currently your CPP projection would be at age 65. So that's interesting, right? Um, you can, to develop a retirement projection and think about what is the current situation and what would happen if I just keep doing what I'm doing today? What is my future going to look like? You'll know, and that'll bring, bring great peace of mind. For those that have investments, be making sure you're reviewing them on a regular basis, making sure you understand that whether the investments you have are suitable for the, the, invest, the type of investor you are, right? Are they tax efficient? Are you making... Uh, are you taking advantage of the various 
register plans in Canada, like RRSPs, tax-free savings account, first home savings account, which is newer. Right? If you have a, if you're in a, in a family situation and a couple, you know, perhaps there might be some income splitting um, opportunities that you could be looking at. We talked about credit a little earlier, and credit isn't always a bad word. Credit can be used quite effectively to to manage your finances overall. And maybe at some times you may need to to borrow some money over here because in the future you're going to have some money over there. Whether it's you know whether you might be downsizing your home, whether you might be you know, having a bonus coming in so you can borrow a little money now, maybe take some longer term lower interest debt to pay off some higher interest debt. So certainly working through those those calculations and those plans with an advisor makes a lot of sense. And really just reviewing, you know, your account structure, right? Am I all over the place? Do I really not know what's going on? Or would be the maybe some benefit of bringing things together, consolidating a little bit to make sure I'm able to stay on top of my finances. And another thing that clients tell us brings them a lot of peace of mind is going ahead and making sure they update or establish a will, review their beneficiary designations on any registered plans, and make sure they have a power of attorney because if something should happen to them, um, that would be really important for their, their family members and others that care about them. And if they're able to, clients tell us that they, they really appreciate being able to go through a detailed, structured plan so that they can see, okay, I've been wanting to maybe help out this, this charitable cause in my, in my community. Now I see that I can on a, on a regular basis maybe with my time or maybe with, you know, maybe some financial resources as well. So I think those are all important things that clients tell us are the benefits that they receive from working with an advisor. And, um, you know, we look forward to talking to more of them. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, that all can be summed up with all the things you talked about uh, just now with peace of mind, right? All those different things mm-hmm. give people peace of mind, just having the conversation, whether it is around, um, you know, your, your final wishes or whether it's around planning for your retirement or whether it's around, um, you know, how much can you afford to give to a charity or are you better at this point in, in time providing time versus uh, resources? So it's all about peace of mind. So, Craig, if listeners wanted to reach out and get some more advice, what's the best way for them to do this? Yeah, I'd suggest they go to uh, rbcfinancialplanning.com and that will give you some great resources, some articles. We also have another um Another website now that we just launched around this uh, this poll around supporting your financial well-being, and um, so that's uh, rbcrollbank.com, and then My Money Matters. So they can find like, over 700 articles in there around various topics around you know, buying a home, making ends meet. So just go on the site, start to search, use the search feature; it's very effective. And um, on the rbcfinancialplanning.com, it gives you an opportunity to search for an advisor in your current in your local community that you can meet with by you know. Own video or in person at your choice. That's great. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Some great advice for our listeners. Uh, and of course, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And remember, I always want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question or a topic that you'd like me to discuss here on Your Money, you can email me at yourmoney@bdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Snedden. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoney@bdo. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees, on your VOCM.